grow yourself and grow your marriage. Chris and John are here with the Grow Yourself, Grow Your Marriage podcast. This is chapter nine of the book club trigger series. Yeah, in this chapter, we are going to cover lying and deceit. Ooh. So we also feel very triggered by this, but very triggered by this. But I would say less anger trigger and more just sad because I want our kids to know that they can tell us the truth. And because I don't want our kids to be liars, there's such a lack of truth in this world. And honestly, there's few yeah. things worse than somebody that you can't trust. Yeah, definitely. And I think a lot of I think a lot of parents deal with this. All parents deal with their kids lying. But I think there is somewhat of a deception when it comes to us thinking that just little white lies are no big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it's okay. Yeah, I can tell my kid's lying. You know, yeah, it looks like my kid probably hit her or him or whatever, but it's fine. They're just a kid. It's not a big deal. And I think, I think we have to take it seriously and understand that creating a culture where we're accepting lies, uh, just makes it so there's no consequence and they're like oh cool i i can avoid confrontation this way and it starts to program our kids brain to think lying's okay wow i think you wrapped that up we can go ahead and close the chapter all right have a good one guys (laughs) no but honestly no matter how small the lie is once you start lying you continue to lie because like you said, your brain creates actual synapses saying, okay, I got away with what I just did. And then little lies become big lies. And I don't know about you, but I can, I mean, I can recall being a teenager and lying and getting to a point where I honestly didn't know if my lie was true or not because I had told it so many times. And so I don't know. That's, that's not something I want for my kids. That's not something I want for myself. And honestly, we have a couple of reasons even bigger than just what we think on why we think (laughs) on why this chapter is so very important. Yeah. So ultimately, what does God say about lying? (laughs) God hates lying. He uses the word hate in scripture um, to say he hates lying. In fact, it's an abomination to him. I feel like that seems, especially if somebody's newer to the Bible, that might feel so harsh. It's like, well, God is love. Well, God is love. And that's why he hates things that hurt his people. And lying, no matter how small, hurts his people because he he only speaks truth. God is truth. His word is truth. And so lying comes straight from the enemy. He's called the deceiver. He's the one who, who I mean, this sounds so... This sounds so funny when I say it out loud, but it is the enemy's language. And we've actually told our five-year-old that before, like, hey, it makes the devil happy when you tell lies because that's not what God wants us to do. And for her, that really resonated with her. Now, kind of makes her sound like a little bit of a Pentecostal uh, hellfire and brimstone preacher from time to time because she's very quick to call that out on her sisters, uh, but not so much herself. But actually, for her... And this is different for every kid. For her, that worked for her because if I can tell she doesn't want to tell me the truth on something and I'm just like, hey, who do you want to make happy? 
she will head down be like, okay, I, I did hit my sister and this is why. And then we can work through it. Yeah. So I actually think what's interesting is me and John are so adamant about our kids telling the truth that maybe we haven't handled lying very well because it's it's created like a little bit of anxiety with our kids because mainly I know for Lindley. Yeah, mainly for our middle. So so she's been lying and I I pretty much, you know, jump on her really fast and I'm like, "Hey, we don't lie. Go into timeout. Do this, do that, do this." And when I read this chapter, I was like, "Okay, this is this is a really great way to uh to combat the lying and a really really nice method." So in this chapter, Amber talks about a story where she was she was almost positive her son was lying and he she describes him as a pretty experimental kid and she approached him and he said, no, I didn't make this mess. And instead of freaking out on him and just saying like, nope, I know you did. This is, this is totally in your character. Um, you're in trouble. She did what she calls a mercy seat talk. And this is a time where she allows her kids to just kind of sit and talk with her and decompress and kind of talk through why, uh, why they did what they did, um, and really kind of get to the bottom of the heart issue of why they would be lying. And it's cool because she shows pretty evidently that it was indeed a lie, but it was a lie because he was just experimenting. He was experimenting with some things and he made a mess and he was just trying to avoid confrontation by lying. Uh, but she gives, she gives some really, really great tips, uh, in regards to that mercy seat. I like to think of it as a loving timeout without the isolation because to me, and we still use timeouts because sometimes I just honestly don't know what to do and I don't, but I don't, I don't feel like they work. So I, I want to try this mercy seat, um, mercy seat idea. So you, you talked about Lindley, our four year old, and I would say she's the one in the house who has the worst trouble with lying. And it makes me sad because I realize that, you know, why, why would we lie? What are reasons for lying? You don't want to get in trouble. You're scared. You don't want to look bad. Even as an adult, you don't want to look bad. Um, you don't. What's another thing? Like some people say that it's okay to lie if you're going to hurt somebody. Like, you mm -hmm. know, if I were like, hey, do I look bad in this dress? Like you're supposed to say yes. No, don't you dare let me walk out in a dress look bad. And like, well, there's never <laughs> All right, a time. You said it. <laughs> there is never. There's just never a time that lying is is okay, in my opinion. So, yeah. Um, but I'm thinking about Lindley and how there's times that she'll lie. And I can see, you know, I'm a mom. I can see it in her eyes that she's not telling me the truth. And I've basically done the mercy seat without knowing I was doing the mercy seat and gotten eye to eye with her and just been like, hey, you know, lying is really bad. And I almost all the truth almost always comes out like mm -hmm. and isn't that true for us in our lives? If you've ever told a lie, it almost always oh, is dude. revealed. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Like. Your sins will always find you out. That yes. is that is literally in the Bible. Your sins will always find you out. Lies always find you out. Affairs always find you out. Like the deepest of things are always revealed. Always, always, always. And and even if even if it's not publicly revealed for a short time, it's internally revealed. And we feel that. And, and it weighs you down. Yes, we feel we feel the weight of that. And so we we know when when we look at Lindley per se and we're like, hey, like, did you do this? We can always tell she's lying. She looks away. She's uncomfortable. She looks but sad. then again, I have to now ask myself, all right, why is she lying? Right. Why is she doing this? Because I, I have two options, right? 
One is for me to go to one extreme and do what and do what I do a lot, which is get mad and angry and scare her into not lying, right? Which ultimately fear pretty much creates more untruth. Let's be real. Yeah, if they know that every time that they're caught lying, we're yeah. gonna go off the handle. Why would right. they ever want us to know they're lying? Exactly. So so my one option is to go on the extreme of like, hey, we don't tolerate that. Go to timeout or yeah, you or you're in trouble, that. right? Which is just going to cause her to lie more uh, because she doesn't want to experience that because she's not going to not make mistakes after that, right? Um, and then the other is a very lazy alternative. And that is just to be like, ah, she's a kid. She's just going to tell little white lies. I know she's probably lying, but eh, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, but um, unfortunately, I feel like that right. that is setting them up for yes. disaster. Yes. So when I get down, I actually think I handle her lying pretty well, usually, unless I'm in a bad mood. Like I said, this doesn't trigger my anger as much as it just triggers sadness because I'm like, oh, no, I don't, I don't want you to be a liar. So I do usually get down eye to eye with her and explain to her, like, hey, this is really bad. You can always tell me the truth, no matter if you hit your sister or not. Yes, I'm. we're going to talk about it, and I'm not going to be happy. But you are not going to be in trouble if you tell me the truth, because that's more important to me that you tell me the truth so we can work through it, because lying is, is not okay. And again, age-appropriate, picking your words, depending on you know how old they are and stuff. But there was one time she actually broke my heart because she looked at me, she goes, so, mommy, even even if uh, I'm in trouble or even if I lied or however she worded it, you, you'll still love me. And <laughs> I'm going to get emotional. I'm like, of course, I will always love you no matter what you do. And, and there's always forgiveness. And that was such a perfect segue into starting to kind of teach her about God's mercy and God's forgiveness and, and the grace he gives us. And then we'll pray together. And um, it usually ends with a really big neck hug from her because that's mm-hmm. her specialty. Yes, it is. And I'm not saying she's never lied again because that's something we're saying we struggle with. But yes, I think this chapter is definitely helping both of us kind of figure yeah. out how to be more biblical about it. Yeah, and some, something that's hitting me is uh, a quick story about when when I was a kid. So, so something I've I've even talked to John about even before we got married, and she like didn't believe me is that lying is just something that. It hits me super hard. I, it is very, very difficult for me to lie because it's something that it's almost like a trigger for me from a kid. So I, I don't struggle with, with, with bold faced lying to people. I, I just don't. And the reason is when I was a kid, I really, 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 um, like looked up to my dad, like my superhero. You know what I mean? Um, and I, I remember we were at a computer store getting something fixed and we're standing in line and there was a a like gumball machine or something and I pulled a couple quarters out of my pocket and I started putting a quarter in the gumball machine and my dad's like where'd you get that money I know Mm -hmm. uh he's like where'd you get that money because he knew I I did not have money when I was a kid I would just burn it and buy candy all the time and I was like oh it's mine and I I grabbed the gumball and he's like Chris He's like, did you take that money from your sister's dresser? And I was like, no, 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 no. And he's like, Chris, did you take that money from your sister's dresser? And and I got really disappointed and I told him the truth. And he, instead of getting mad at me and freaking out on me and stuff, he, he got on my level and he's like, son, listen, he's like, 
he's like, I love you and I want to trust every word that comes out of your mouth. That is super, super important to me to have credibility with you. This is when he, he taught me the concept of credibility. He's like, I want to trust every word that comes out of your mouth. Um, and we need to have credibility with one another. And he said, because you just lied to me, even, even though you apologize, because you just lied to me. Now, I can't trust anything that comes out of your mouth until that trust is earned back. And, and you, you clearly show me that, that you're telling the truth and I can trust you again. And that like really hit me hard. It really, really hurt my feelings. Um, and I knew I was the one that, that made that bed. And I was like, wow, so you, so you can't trust the words that come out of my mouth? And he's like, no, because you, cause you just lied to me about that. And I was like, whoa. And so I spent a super long time just like really obviously, whenever I wanted to lie, when I was in trouble and stuff, I would always fess up. And I built a ton of credibility with my dad to the point where he knew like trust was something that was so important to me with him. And so I say all of that to say, that that has impacted me from the time I was probably seven or eight um, till 30 years old now and beyond to the point where I can't lie to people because I'm just like, no, like the truth will set you free. The truth is always the most important thing. And I think what the point I want to get across with this is if we can make Jesus our kids ultimate figure to look up to and like superhero in life and let them know that, that, you know, trust like trust in relationships and understanding that you know truth is so important to god and and we love and respect god then hopefully they'll have that same um understanding in realizing that god always knows when you're lying like us parents we can guess right we we can say oh yeah they probably are probably aren't or whatever god always knows if, if you're being truthful or not. And so kind of, kind of putting, putting God on that pedestal, like, like I had my dad on is something that we want to do with our kids and educate them and all that stuff. Well, I think what's important about that too is them seeing that mommy and daddy will let you down sometimes because we are not perfect. And we will also need to ask for your mercy and your grace and your forgiveness. But Jesus will not let you down and you can always trust him and he cannot lie. And those things are so important as we try to model who God is to our kids, but still showing them our flaws. So they see that we're, we're human too. We're kind of in this together with working towards holiness. Yeah. Um, I just want to go back to what you said though, because the reason I did not believe you is because you were a like 20 year old boy trying to tell me that you've never cheated on a girl and never lied and you don't lie. And I was like, okay, <laughs> like I, I really believe that, That's but true. I just, I want to, say that it's true. I've never had to doubt anything that comes out of your mouth. And so that is what happens when you don't lie. You can have a solid yeah. foundation here. Yeah, but I think the point is we have two choices with our kids. It's punish them quickly and then they'll learn, like, ooh, it actually doesn't pay to be honest here. Um, or we sit them down and we have a heart-to-heart with them and we find out why they lied in the first place. Like for me, you go back to it, like my – like. Most of the time, kids' intent is not malicious and evil. It is yeah. it is experimental. Or even if it's like, did you hit so and so? And there's a well on them and stuff. Like, and it's really obvious. Sometimes we can, we can blow up about that. But the truth is, it's like, okay, why did you hit this person? Right. Always like, going what, to that. What really happened? It's yeah. like, look, they 
um, they weren't listening to me and, and I was trying to get their attention and I felt so disrespected and all that stuff. And I mean, that stuff matters, you know, right. but Helping. we can't be lazy and just let it go. Well, I think what's what you just said is what's important is to help our kids work through those feelings because it's not right to just say they can't have feelings and you shouldn't hit. Like we always like, hey, we don't use our hands for anything but like high fives and hugs with our sisters and our brother and our friends. Like we we have to teach them different ways to cope. Like, okay, Lindley, that, that really – I keep going back to Lindley because I feel like this is the one that this usually happens with. Like, okay – Lena keeps aggravating you and taking your stuff and getting in front in your face to aggravate you while you're trying to watch your show. That is really frustrating and kind of validate how she feels. And that would bother me too. But here, how, how can we handle that better? Because it's never okay to hurt your sister. And usually they work through that with you and that gives them tools. Like we keep talking about in other chapters that gives them tools and it teaches a lesson, a life lesson on how to work through things rather than just a quick fix of a, of a Mm -hmm. spanking or a timeout. And then they don't learn anything from it. And don't, don't get us wrong. We have four kids here and it it is hard to take that time to have all these mercy seat talks because it takes, you know, we have four kids. If we have to have one 15 minute conversation a day, that's an hour of our day. Right. Obviously Ledger's not getting any mercy seat talks yet, but, um, we get that, but these things are important because, again, like we've said in every single chapter, we are shaping future adults. Yes. They're little human they beings. They have to value truth, especially in a culture where <sighs> truth truth is live your own truth. Like, if, if, if you feel – if Yes. If you feel like you didn't hit her or him, like, you didn't do it, you know? Or, like, we, we have to really show our kids how important truth is in every sense. And for them to be able to spot deception as well. Yeah, yeah. Because if they speak truth and they know how bad lying is and they are guided by the Holy Spirit, they'll be able to spot deception yes. and they'll be able to keep from, from bad people, honestly. Yes, who have and we, we do not want our kids to be the kids that are influencing the group to lie. Right. Right. So I know, I know that if, if I have you know, Lola's older out of our, our group of friends and stuff. And I know if Lola says something like, Oh yeah, 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 just, just don't tell the truth or, or don't tell them me or this or that or whatever, you know, then what happens is the younger kids see that and they're like, Oh, Lola's cool, you know? Mm-hmm. And so then we are creating a culture of lying and deceit in their household, not even realizing it, but it all stems back to us. And I think the, the last part of this is, do our kids see us tell the truth or does it look like we're always, we're always just trying, trying to like, you know how scripture talks about the, the log in our own eyes, you know? So, so do our kids see us fess up when we are not doing the right thing or not having the right behavior and all that stuff? Mm-hmm. Or are we hiding those things and expecting more out of them? Mm. That's a good, a quote that Amber said in this chapter that we both really resonated with was she said, only when we create a safe environment for honesty, can we help our kids become truth tellers? Not not a soft environment, but a safe safe. environment. Like not just letting them lie so that they will tell us and then there's no consequence. But I do believe in giving them graceful consequences when they are brave enough to come clean. So she says, you know, as bar- as parents, the way we can biblically respond is by confronting our children with truth in love. And then once again, looking at ourselves to see how we could be contributing and shaping them into liars. 
And that is convicting. That is very convicting, again, to think that we could be contributing to that. And I think the biggest reason we would be is, again, blowing up and not creating that safe space for them to be able to tell us the truth because they're, I mean, we're their influence. Mm -hmm. They're going to live with us for a long time. So, yeah. And anybody hearing safe space and hearing snowflake parenting and all that stuff, I will say, I am like a huge proponent of making sure we're not raising up little snowflakes. There's enough snowflakes and jerks in this world. I think what it comes down to though is in a culture of like total overstimulation where we are inundated with notifications on our phone and and like needs and wants from everybody else around us our kids usually get the short end of the stick from an attention perspective especially when we have as many as we have and so it is important for us to stop show them we're listening give them a safe space to talk and show them like they they are heard um and that and that is something that i think will totally change the game in how our kids react and what whether they're gonna just like lie and brush things off or they feel heard well to that point kids aren't able to communicate a lot of them these days because of that reason because parents are always in their phones the tvs the computers kids are always in their screens too yes and then obviously with all the isolation bs like our kids i believe if we all work towards this will be some of the few that can actually hold eye contact face to face conversations and that also is really important for us yeah so and there's a whole chapter on that that we'll get into on overstimulation yeah 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 we're gonna we keep every week we're like we're gonna add more (laughs) we have not we just have not been able to add more at a time but i think we are just gonna go through and pick out our favorite most impactful chapters and wrap it up i don't think we're gonna do every chapter of the book yeah there's 30 of them some people have asked us like hey are you guys done with triggers yet like Some people have given us feedback like they love it, which is awesome. Um, But do we want to go through 30 weeks of this? I don't know. Well, we want to be able to get other other books. And we have another book we've just started that we're excited about that we think might be the next book club. So you can stay tuned on that. So, okay. Amber gives us two options when our kids lie. One, and this is kind of – we kind of talked about this already, so it's a little bit of a recap. But one, punish them quickly, and then they will learn that it does not pay to be honest – which then will result in likely lying more. Because they're avoiding conflict. Because they're avoiding conflict. And if they can lie and get away with it, then as children, why would they not? Right. And two. And the second one is sit them down, have a heart to heart, and find out why they lied in the first place. There's always a reason. There's always a reason. Like we always talk about intent people's intentions i mean our kids aren't just little evil people looking to be dishonest and and wreak havoc well yeah lena. i don't know lena doesn't care lena won't lie actually she just doesn't care yeah yeah she'll we gotta just, work on our two-year-old yeah she needs jesus <laughs> but she keeps denying him i don't know what to do Stop <laughs> it. oh geez all right you got okay. anything else that's it All right, guys, we hope you enjoyed this chapter on lying and deceit and heard our hearts here and how important it is um, to be truth tellers and stand up for truth. So thanks so much for listening to the Grow Yourself, Grow Your Marriage podcast. This episode brought you value. Go ahead and share it with another parent and be sure to subscribe to our show. And finally, don't forget that you can text us at 513-620-4333. 
513-620-4333 and give us feedback give us a review or suggest a future book club book book for book club book for book club (laughs) thanks guys 